0: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can listen to 98.1 FM, 1075 HD3. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Dot com Guys, I want to talk to you about something that you don't like to talk about, something that you certainly don't like to think about, but at the end of the day, you might have to do something about it. And I am talking about erectile dysfunction. It is common for men. It's embarrassing. It is frustrating. But there is a place you can go to help take care of this problem. I'm talking about revived performance for men. They specialize in ED. They use something called Gaines Wave Therapy, which has the ability to be a permanent solution again. It has the ability to be a permanent solution. No shots. Don't even want to think about where that's going because it's going where you think it's going. And pills. You don't need to have that 30-minute you know, hedge, do you? When you want to get intimate, you kind of want to do it at that moment, not like you know, put on a stopwatch and say, hon, I got to wait about 30 minutes. With that, chances are she's made some subtle hints. Might be time to do something about it. Go to Revive Performance for Men rpm-colorado.com. That's rpm-colorado.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Uh, by the way, Mace, I did that live read for Revive Performance for Men for the benefit of our guest right now, Ryan Konensberg. He's in his late 20s. But, Ryan, once you hit about 30, and I know you're dating somebody seriously, just wanted to give you a little bit of info. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, I appreciate the, uh, the heads up there. You know, I uh, I feel like I'm getting older every day. I took about 100 100- uh, swings of the golf club yesterday trying to get a hole in one we did not succeed by the way yeah well, um, my, i saw my that body is in so much pain today
0: i mm. saw that on twitter what was that all about
1: so uh our dnvr golf guys uh work out at spring valley golf course and they said hey we're you know we're plugging the course
0: i love that place um, i love oh, spring valley i've golfed there course. a lot
1: great course yep so they said hey we're plugging the course um, so, you know, no one's going to be out there. Why don't we try and do a hole-in-one challenge for charity? Um, so, you know, we went out there with a ton of balls and swung until we got a hole-in-one. The closest we got was about four inches. Whoa. Um, but we still got a nice little donation to the first tee of Denver, so that that's uh, that's good. But hopefully next time we can actually get it. I will say I do not recommend doing that uh, to anyone else it was it was very frustrating and yeah. like i said i'm in a lot of pain today
0: well it's funny because that was a very nice segue we go from revived performance for men to four inches and it doesn't have to be four inches if you wind up going there <laughs> with that let's talk about the broncos draft i am such a child uh, it's the sixty-four thousand dollar question Who do you think the Broncos will take at nine? Do you think they'll trade back? Do you think they'll trade up? And who would you like to see them take, or what would you like to see them do?
1: Yeah, you know, I have such a hard time imagining them picking at nine. It's just such an awkward spot in this draft where, you know, a lot of people might look at that and say, hey, you could have the best defensive player in the draft picking at nine. And my, my response to them would be, okay, who's that? Because I don't think anyone knows the answer to that question. There isn't a very clear number one defensive player on the board this year. And so I think what's going to happen is you're either going to see the Broncos move up. Now, I don't know if it'll be all the way to four. I think maybe, you know, as Mason and I have talked about a lot on our podcast, six Mm -hmm. uh, is a spot that might be hot where if there's still a quarterback on the board, maybe it's Justin Fields, maybe it's Trey Lance, that at Six, then maybe they jump up to go get them there. Um, seven is also a place where they could go. But man, let's say that doesn't happen. I still have such a hard time just imagining them staying at nine, making a pick and calling it a night. I think if that was to play out where they get to nine, the quarterbacks are off the board, they weren't able to get up for one, I think they go back. Um, and personally, if I were them, I'd go back as far as you possibly can. Whoever wants to come up the furthest and give you the biggest package of picks, take that. Uh, and see what you can get, you know, in the 20s if possible because I still think you'll be able to get a very solid corner if that's the direction you want to go. Um, you maybe even might have a chance at an offensive tackle back there if that's where you want to go as well. So that's what I think uh, is kind of their plan is to see how it goes. If you're asking me what the move would be, i say go up and get a quarterback if there's one you love. Now, that's, that's you know, the caveat I always put on it. You've got to love one of these guys, and if you love them, it doesn't matter what you're giving up to get to get up to whatever exactly pitch you got to do it.
0: Thank Just you. go. Yep. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Now, Could- what if the
2: level of fondness that the Broncos have is say we really like the guy? Is that is, is that enough to move up, say, two or three spots? Because at that point, maybe you're not talking about sacrificing a first a a, a first round pick uh, in a future year. Maybe even not. Maybe not even a second-round pick in a future year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're saying we really like him, then you just have to be able to, to live with yourself and say, look, if this doesn't work out, it's on me. You know, like, I, we knew that there was XYZ issues that were keeping us between liking him and loving him, and so if this doesn't work out and it's because of that, well, then that's my fault. But I do think, yeah, if you, if you just really, really like a guy you don't quite love him, and you don't need to go to four, but maybe if it is there at seven and you don't have to give up, mm-hmm. you know, some crazy um, pick package, then then I would uh, endorse that.
0: We're talking with Ryan Konigsberg. Does a podcast with Zach Seegers. Does a podcast Stevens, with Stevens. 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 Did I say Seegers? Yes, yeah, she did. Zach Seegers works here. I always get
2: the two guys totally confused. They don't even spell <laughs> their first name the same because the DMVR
0: Zach is... Zach AAC. Stevens. And then, as the hip kids say, RK... Yes. The Kip Kids yes. RK and Andrew Mason, the DNVR check out their Broncos podcast. Um, I got to tell you something. I don't know if you get the feeling that Mace has a man crush on Justin Fields, but I hear it every day. Is there anybody <laughs> out there who's a quarterback that the Broncos could get outside of Lawrence and Wilson that you think man Broncos got to get him?
1: Yeah, my man crush is on Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, it's a good man crush. You know, yeah. It's it's so interesting to me, and I totally understand why it is this way. And, and we talked, I used this um, exact same phrasing on our podcast, but I said, look, we know exactly what would have happened if Justin Fields went to North Dakota State. It would have looked as good as Trey Lance, if not better. What we don't know is what it would have looked like if Trey Lance played at Ohio State. And that, I think, is the only reason why the Broncos might have a chance at drafting Trey Lance. Uh, because I believe if Trey Lance played at Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama, he would have put up insane, gaudy numbers, and he would be the number two quarterback in this draft at least. But because there's that little question, which really doesn't have anything to do with Trey Lance himself, it just has to do with his level of competition, I think you you might be able to get a huge steal on Trey Lance. So the arms there, the legs are insane. I think he comes into the NFL as one of the top three maybe top four running quarterbacks uh, on top of a huge arm, great decision-making. I just, the more I watch of him, the more I fall in love.
2: Now then the the, the huge question on Trey Lance is, of course, when would he be ready? Because I think uh, one of the things, and Lance is my QB3 and Fields is my QB2, so it's not that I don't like Lance. I just look at Fields and think, all right, he might be a little bit more ready to go right away. When do you think Lance might be ready, and does that kind of come into teams' thinkings of saying, all right, hey, we really like these two, but Fields having two seasons as a starter rather than just one at the college level, more experience before he got to Ohio State, uh, that maybe he's going to be more ready to go quickly than and whereas Lance, you might be talking about having a shirt year.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a fair concern. For me, I look at the guys who have had success in the last, I don't know, five to ten years in the NFL as rookies and just young players who have blossomed. And a lot of them have been able to fall back on athletic ability early in their careers. So I actually would not have a problem with starting Trey Lance in week one. He's going to have to do a lot of learning on the job, but he's such a freak athlete that I think he can, you know, have a Josh Allen-esque rookie season with, which, you know, if you compare people to Josh Allen now, it sounds like a crazy comparison. But comparing them to Josh Allen, the rookie, I think it's fair. He wasn't a special passer of the ball. He wasn't completing a lot of passes. But he was treading water by being able to run and get outside of the pocket and make plays with his feet. And I think you could do the same thing with Trey Lance. If you're worried about him you know, getting his spirits wrecked um, by not succeeding right away in the NFL, well, then don't draft him in the first place. But I think if, if he goes out there, he can learn on the fly, run around a little bit, make some plays with his feet, make some exciting plays. And, and as he's doing that, start to understand how to read NFL defenses because the speed of the game from the FCS level to the NFL is going to be an insane transition, but you're not going to be able to really get that speed in practice. The only way to learn that speed is to be out there on the field.
0: Do you feel you have enough data on Drew Locke to say, this is what I think he is and this is what I think he's going to be?
1: No, uh, I really don't. Um, I think that the... Lack of an off season last season, combined with the changing of the system, combined with him losing his number one receiver, makes a lot of that data just. I, I can't necessarily trust the data that we got last season. Now there are certainly a lot of things that concern me about what we saw from Drew Locke last season, but I think there's still a chance, and I think you know, as much as we talk about quarterbacks because it's a fun and exciting thing to do, I think there is a chance that he's going to be starting Week One for the Broncos, and if that's the case, I'm not going to be as down as I think a lot of fans will be on that idea because of all those things I just mentioned there. I truly think there's a chance that Drew Locke hits a stride and takes his game up a whole new level this year. If he's the starter.
2: Put yourself in the Broncos draft room and you're evaluating these quarterbacks, but you're also kind of looking at at through the prism of, of Drew Locke as well. And so you're projecting maybe, okay, where are these guys going to be in a year or two years so, who, is the, who do you think is going to be the best of these three quarterbacks in two years? Drew who you have, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields?
1: Yeah, I'll go back to, you know, my guy in this draft. I think it's Trey Lance. Um, but I think Justin Fields, you know, you can absolutely make an argument for him. And that's why, well, again, you know, I think I'm more of a Drew Lock believer than most people. Why I'm still pushing the idea of the Broncos should draft a quarterback. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but you know, you hope to never pick here again. You don't want to be picking in the top ten. It's a bad place to be. It means you were terrible. So the goal should be to go up from here. And if it doesn't work with Drew Lock, well, you know there are, are all those things that I mentioned. This team is built to win, and so if you're not going to be in the top ten. I don't think next year, even if Drew Lock doesn't take it up to a next level, you're going to be further away in a draft class that is by all expectations, not going to be as good at the quarterback position. And you're just moving further and further away. Rather than get a quarterback, bring him in here now, start the clock now, and, hey, maybe it doesn't work out for either of those guys. Well, at least you've got the clock moving, and you can move on to the next you know, project after that. Getting a quarterback in the NFL is not easy. It's a lot of throwing darts and hoping one hits. And, yes, I like I said, you should love the guy, but there's no guarantees when you have a chance in draft class like this to get a quarterback, I think you've got to do
0: it. At the risk of making Mace sound like a polygamist, he's essentially married to you and Zach in the morning on the DNVR Broncos podcast. He's married to me in the afternoon, so I'm going to ask you to play marriage counselor here because I could probably do it for you, and you could probably do it for me. How do you and Zach handle it when um, when Mace corrects you on the air? Because I still haven't figured out how to do that.
1: You know, you just got to take it in stride. Take it in stride. The real question is how? How do you uh, correct mates?
0: I don't. No, (laughs) but I've said you're right. No, no, saying I'm right. No, saying that was an
2: accomplishment for you. You were so upset. See how upset? No, but he, he, Eric, was so proud when I told when I said, "Hey, you're right." Right. And I
0: was wrong. Right. I mean, I'm. I can admit when I'm wrong. Uh, You want to set? You want to second that emotion, Ryan? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I haven't heard it personally, but exactly. maybe Mason's just never been right. wrong on our podcast. Right.
0: I mean, you can make the case that maybe I should, mm-hmm. you know, do more homework and, and have my facts better. I mean, you could easily throw it back on me, but, <laughs> but, but, but sometimes if I say the sky is blue, he'll just say, you know what, there's some clouds there and it's, it's a little gray. You if are I'm right. You're
2: right. Shot. I was wrong. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They've got it ready for me. I mean... <laughs> hey, Ryan. Uh, Thanks, RK. <laughs> R- RK, tell us
0: quickly about your uh, gambling podcast.
1: Yeah, we got two different shows that we do every single day. So in the morning, we go out and we give you our favorite picks of the day in 10 minutes flat. Uh, just try to get you that information so, you know, you're not wondering what the picks are going to be. Um, and then in the afternoon, we go live on YouTube, DNVR YouTube. Um, we're on Twitter. And kind of have a little bit more fun with it. Talk about those picks as well. You know, delve into them a little bit more. But then give you our parlays and you know, you know, the, some of the longer shots. And just it's more about you know the fun of betting rather than just straight winners. But we try to give you a, the best of both worlds, so you can check it out at DNVR bets on Twitter. We're actually doing a giveaway right now for a gift card if you just give us a follow and tag a friend on there. So there's a good plug for that too.
2: I was going to say, didn't you guys have an ungodly good record last week?
1: In, in your we picks? have. A- I mean, uh, not to sound um, arrogant here, but we have a good record every week. The, over the last month and a half uh, or so, we are, I believe, 119 and 67 with our picks.
0: Right, but here's the problem. Here's the problem that, that, that I can foresee because you sound like a degenerate gambler. On the 167 wins, you bet five bucks. On the losses, you bet 100.
1: No, no, no. It's all, I, you got to sure? have a... Steady. You got to have a steady unit that you go back to okay. for, uh, every single time. I think
0: the
2: point is that if you listen to their pod, you're going to make. And you, if you do exactly what RK and Andre Simone tell you to do, right, you're going to make money. Do you gamble? Do, do you gamble on, on what they say? I have made some. I have made some picks based on their advice. How have you done on the show? How have you done? I've come out ahead. Really? Yes. I I, I would vouch for these two. They have helped. They've maybe great. They've maybe a little. Basically, enough, I'm, I'm small stakes. It's just enough to go get a lunch or something like that. Right. But it's nice.
0: Okay, RK, real quick then, because you can bet on this draft. Oh yeah. Who are the Broncos picking at nine?
1: I do not know. I don't think they're what? picking anyone at nine. What
0: you just what you have a gambling podcast? Well, no, he you just said he an doesn't think
2: they're picking anybody. So thus trade yeah, up or
0: right. trade down. All right. I, I'm with him. So, so you're gambling that they mm-hmm. trade down.
1: I'll gamble that they make a trade in the first
0: round. I would, you know what? I would take that advice all day. I would tell. No, that's, I couldn't that, agree more. That's
1: wise. That's sage.
0: Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Yes. Don't forget you can listen to Ryan Konensberg, Zach Stevens, Andrew Mason, the DNVR podcast. They are all things Broncos, and don't forget about RK's gambling podcast as well. Thanks, Ryan. See you guys. All right. Coming up after the break, Chris Sims. Came out with his mock draft. Are there any mock drafts we haven't talked about over the last four months? Oh, I'm. Have we missed anybody? I'm
2: posting mine tomorrow. We'll talk about mine on tomorrow's
0: show. Oh, are you gonna have one? Yes. Seven round.
2: Uh, no, it's first. Thank r- goodness. It's first round, and then I project picks for the other for the other seven rounds, for the other six rounds. But actually, I
0: did a I did a, um, a mock draft too. Usually, as I've told you, I usually do them after the draft is yeah. over to ensure accuracy. But this year, because thousands of my followers have begged me to do a mock draft and I decided to appease them, sort of, mm-hmm. I, um, I did a partial mock draft. I went Lawrence one and Wilson two. Well, you're going to go 100% then. I mean, it's all about th- but accuracy. The, those are the free spaces on the board, just so you know. It's It's all about accuracy. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong because if I am, Lord knows you're going to correct me. Coming up after the break, Chris Sims mock draft is next.